Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This is uh, another in- uh, interview episode where I kind of sat down with, uh, with some promoters. I've been sitting down with quite a few promoters because uh, I found there have been some really interesting things that I've uncovered and seen. He, the interview episode seemed to be the ones that a lot of people like, but the previous episode, which was a week with was where I sat down with an album, or an EP in this case, which is Destroy Planets Mass Times Gravity, was really well received, and that's a really nice feedback from the people in the band, and people discovering the band for the first time as well. And I was wondering how it would be responded to as well, because it was um, only really positive, and I just like kind of tried to keep it objective as well. A lot of people were like, you know, there's, there's nothing you didn't like about it, and, and like I said before, you can you can find negativity anywhere, wherever you want, it's easy. That I, I, I want to more kind of approach it kind of very more constructive uh many much more kind of in depth and understanding it and spend some time with it that was really well received so i'm thinking almost certainly we're going to do another one of those they, they were really great um so the interview ones are, i think now it's like a little clutch of them where i'm doing when i'm speaking to promoters and that's yielding some really interesting things uh because of the work i'm doing them get asked to do a lot of other things as well so on the 27th of february i will be speaking at liverpool john moore's university which is which is crazy. I never went to university, so it's the way Coop's finally getting into university. Uh, my friend Ned there, a lecturer, you know, hugely knowledgeable about metal, asked me to speak about podcasting and about metal and, and that type of thing. So I will. Um, never want to kind of not like talking about myself and talking about things. Um, I hope the it's gonna get. I should be able to get a really good recording from it, and and obviously I will put that up to, for for all to listen to as well. Uh, but it's fascinating when you kind of see the the. A whole other generation experiencing music and how they digest it and how they take it in, and that's where uh, Xander and Grant from Halfway Home Promotions kind of come in as well. This is a really interesting conversation for a number of reasons, and um, one of the chief of which being all the negatives that were brought up previously regarding promotions and bands and the scene. They would oh, I flipped everything on their on their head, so they approached everything with you think that's a negative we see that as being a positive and it was absolutely you know fascinating to to, to kind of bust some of those myths uh, they speak really candidly they speak really openly and 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 very clearly with an enormous amount of passion you might not like what they have to say you might not agree with what you have to say but they're kind of doing their own thing and it's and it's really working for them after the show sorry before the show um we did this and 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 I got the chance to say you know to to to, to say thank you and so after the show but the, the actual show itself at the Jacaranda was this furious ball of energy and uh, with the with with bands just giving I've never seen that for quite some time where the bands were playing for the for the, the joy of playing music and the fans were there for the joy of listening to music and and it was it was fascinating to me so I'm really going to go to some some more shows I very much going to go to some more shows that they, that they hold but it was just interesting. Have a listen to yourselves and and see what you think about kind of how streaming service was seen as a negative. No, it's not. It's a pl- it was just a massive introduction to how a new generation is experiencing this music and how we can all kind of come together. You know, a filthy riff when it fucking breaks or a filthy beat down. <laughs> it, it transgresses all everything. It covers everything, old, young, whatever. It covers everything because it's just fucking amazing or a great riff is just a great riff i'm sure that uh, 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 someone listening to, to metal now and here's into the void by sabbath will will still know that that's a fucking a, a filthy riff you know what i mean it's like or oh, five minutes alone by pantera uh, like you need to tell this by pantera is is also a, a filthy riff but as we move forward 
what are the next filthy riffs and where are they coming from? And these the, the bands that I saw like were just just stacks and stacks of because they they wrote riffs that they wanted to hear themselves and once they'd done with that particular thing they moved on so the music was kind kind of like jumping everywhere but in a really positive and energetic way so the show itself was fantastic i really urge you to get down to see some of these shows that halfway home uh pr- promotions are doing uh they're very much kind of beat down cyber shows and hardcore shows fabulous fabulous things going on there so let me let me get on with it then so this is xander west and grant watling talking about halfway promotions uh, see what you think, guys. I'm interested to always hear what you guys think and feedback about this. And you know, did you agree, disagree? What 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 parts of it did you like? What parts of it didn't like? Do you I need to speak to you? Are you a promoter? I've not spoke to yet. Do so you think this is nonsense? I think this, or you you someone a musician who thinks no, this is nonsense. It's not that it doesn't represent my scene. Or it does, and you know, let's share that. Then, if you like this show, share it with people, get them to hear it as well. If you like some of the things that I'm doing, you know, eventually we'll get to the live show. Trust me, it's coming. Uh, but yeah, until then, please uh, enjoy, enjoy Xander West and Grant Watling uh, Halfway Home Promotions. It's a really good interview. This one, I thought. So I'm with Xander and Grant from Halfway Home. Is it promotions or productions? Halfway Home Promotions. Promotions. We'll say promotions, and it's been uh, one of the names that came up when I was talking to people about promotions and, and live music and shows being put up and you, your guys names come up as someone we need to talk to i went and looked at some of the upcoming events we're at one well this is the pre kind of thing before everybody starts to barge in for sound checks this is one now i'll be coming to the next one and it opened up almost a, a pandora's box i was like who the fuck are half of these bands and, and they're all amazing and i don't know any of them and they're playing <laughs> on my doorstep and i don't know any of them and i didn't and if i hadn't been looking to research for the podcast i would have never found these 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 guys so I, I don't know where do we start. So yeah, so I, 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 I wanted to get round the table, literally and figuratively, as we, we sit here and kind of discuss kind of the, the scene, your sort of part in the scene. And I don't know where, where, where you really want to start. I mean, why why start a promotions company in the first place? Is probably the, the first. If we're going back to the start, it's back yeah. back back to the start. Okay. So that's Ted first. Yeah. You okay. want to go? What was Ted first? Ted first was a few kids thinking it'd be a lot easier than it would be <laughs> having a crack at it and by kids, right. and by kids you were like 15 yeah. I, I suppose one of the other sort of the sidebars that is that, is that was there nothing already existing that served that well, purpose um, there have been bands like, so like Antihero who have been mm. a local hardcore band for a long time and we'd had a good scene for a while and it sort of seemed to like drop off with like old promoters moving out the city or just right making too many losses and had to give it a drop yeah, so yeah. like one of the main promoters who was doing it at the time has since gone on so he was working at the academy and he's since gone on to be working for live nation he does loads of booking for download festival sure so he left the city so he's always he'd, kind of he built up that right. local scene and that local hard and it seemed like there was some these guys had turned 15 around the time he was leaving okay and so there seems like a little bit of a vacuum there yeah um well, when we did the first Ted Fest, we didn't realise like how much of a vacuum it was going to go into because we were just right. putting a show on. We thought, oh, someone else is going to start putting shows on soon enough. Sure. And then it was kind of a dry year, and we came round to the second Ted Fest, and we did again. But we'd done like a, a pop punk show just before the other Ted Fest as well, so we started doing other shows and yeah. stuff. And it was like, and then like a few months passed, and no one else had put any other shows on. <laughs> you started to get hold on, and it was like, <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. Guess we have to. <laughs> I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess, there's no other way to do it. I guess it's hard to, to put on the punctures. Like, I yeah. want to go to these shows. I want to put shows on for me. Mm. And that's what it basically started off. was like us lads just putting on the bands we wanted to see. 
that is almost isn't it the, how how every sort of scene's really yeah. evolved isn't it from someone yeah. going I really want to see these things so yeah. I'm going to book these bands yeah. and it started <laughs> off with you guys in in basements not dissimilar to this one that we're in right now just throwing on and, and small rooms just throwing on your mates like yeah yeah we've done chosen the pilgrim which is not a venue it is <laughs> yeah. it's upstairs yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah just the empty yeah, room yeah. above the pilgrim we've which been. like if anyone wants to get into promotion great because they get charge you 50 pound deposit you get it back and completely free all you have to do yeah. is sort out a pm whatever so when you were <laughs> when you were kind of sitting there and you, were, you go okay there's, there's a vacuum there's a gap in the market if you will it's a terrible way to see it but there's a gap in something that, that people want to see that you, you want to kind of put across and you're looking at that where did you did you start did you start was it like i really like i've got these four or five bands i really like and then venue or i needed to find a home which way round did things well, start to put get put together we only recently sort of had a venue that's a home like we started in the magnet yeah. and that closed and that's what yeah. and then we did a few in buyers club and that's gone <laughs> and we did like so like quite a lot of what we started with doesn't exist anymore yeah is, um, there, is there that like because it are we maybe not in the world now where you can get a one place that becomes uh, a, a particular venue known for that like you know you go all back to something like cbgb's and all that everything that is only going to be that is it some of the case now that you have to move and it's not just a venue it's i the think in itself. liverpool that's the case yeah. like, i think we can absolutely have a genre specific venue um not to be too grandiose about it, but halfway home plans to have one one day. Okay. Um, but well, it answers, in, it answers in cities it, like Manchester, I'll you've got alternative venues. Yeah, where, where I'm also going with it. In Leeds, you've got venues like yeah. um, Key Club, which is entirely an alternative yeah. venue. Yeah, Rebellion and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what I'm thinking is like of the, the semantics of things. So, for example, if, you're keep, if you've got one particular brand, another word, terrible word to use, but if you've got a particular <laughs> thing and you, you're moving that from venue to venue, it's like almost learning again because you've got to go, okay, what's the sound like in here? Where can people load in yeah. and load out? All those sorts of semantical questions get, get answered if you have one place all the time, but, don't be, you know? Yeah. To counter that, like, if we have one place and it's a 250-cap venue, mm. that's great. We can put, like, medium-sized bands on, fill a room. But, yeah, like, yeah. when some, like, band who's no one comes up that yeah, like, yeah. these are hot and we want to yeah. like show these well, yeah that's what we it, can't put them in a yeah. 200 cap room that's kind of what like you know Fugazi and Ian McKay would, would, would do when they were doing the underage shows is that they would it wasn't it was just about finding somewhere let's find a raw space that will allow us to do this yeah. you know and it kind of yeah so, so like you say there are advantages to that so where was the the first place you put your first sort of production if you will so the first head fest was in the magna okay and that was that was good to us it was a nice space um, there was loads of room, obviously, because it was an all-day event. We had like loads of bands there. So that seems like incredibly ambitious as well to be the first <laughs> one you do to be an all-day event. As, you know. as I said, we were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I'll say ambitious. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Well, I think like yeah. I think like now. I think I think if, that's the thing. There's an ignorance of being young that yeah. I got into promotions at the age of fifteen as well. There's that ignorance and naivety and being young that I you think just that's, yeah. That I think it's required for taking think, the but risk. The, yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of the more the, the more jaded would be like, well, there's no point. In doing any of this because there's it you're never going to yeah it wouldn't yeah. work I mean <laughs> if I tried to get into it now without the previous background <laughs> yeah. that's scary yeah. but as yeah. a 14, 15 even, year old kid you're even like right now you can do anything like, financially of what's happening yeah. and uh, you know, insurance exactly. things and you know think All about that, that like, like, my mum's money <laughs> <laughs> so even now with us like having so obviously we've had half home promotions running over a year yeah over a year now two years yeah now that sort of I came and joined in like properly started with the company last year at the beginning of last year um, and helped these guys turn it from 
being shows in rooms with friends bands and stuff um and Grant and I went look there's no heavy scene here you really think for us in Liverpool there was, okay, a yeah, me- well, there was a metal scene a, there was doom there was all of that you can stuff. get like flash and stuff but like you've got so, like, but that particular not, not like, but, but, like, side of your genre like, wasn't covered but the, the, punk, the punkier punk, side yeah, of metal right, right. Um, anything that's like beat down hardcore like even a lot of metalcore doesn't really happen here right, um, right, all of that right. stuff we were just like well we're already doing punk and emo pop punk and emo and all of that stuff and that had been doing really well for quite okay. a while um, Grant kind of made it his mission to build the the heavier music that he loves to listen to in his room sure. <laughs> back into the scene so before you, just before I imagine you come to the picture you do the fair how many shows have you done before Xandra kind of become involved um, we were like doing a, we done a couple of tours with we, like a couple of weekenders we did uh, some weekenders we were um, working on like one two shows a month at a push okay. but again that's like and that's kind of all over not just like in one location, it's kind of different yeah. places. Yeah, there's a couple of places. A couple of different venues. We've right. done one in Leeds, which was our first test of it a while ago, and then like yeah. we came back. Was it? That was it? Was it a huge learning curve? Did you like come away after each one going, Christ, we need to sort this yeah. out, and we never saw this coming, <laughs> and this was a huge problem? Yeah, I think I, you I'd learn more every time then than you do like now. I still think I learn a lot now, and I think mm. I got incredibly lucky. With like, we've been going for like eight months before we made our first loss. Yeah, and that that was just. Pure luck. Yeah, it spans are okay to be loading in, it's perfect. Like, <laughs> yeah, so you, so you, so oh, it's interesting yeah, you say that, that because then you, were, the podcast, that you were, you were kind of, you were making, making your profits, it was the first time, so you were actually rolling a profit for those um, shows? Well, like, well, no, so say we made it under a quick profit. Yeah, we're not talking went. buying house profit. Yeah, like, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, it all went back to the bands, but like, like, we had a, we often, we still do, it's like, yeah. if a band's been promised 20 quid, so. Yeah. And we sell out a room, we'll get 40 quid. Yeah. Because yeah, the money's yeah. there, and yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Mm, but like, yeah. So, like, we were turning the profits, but it was all going back into it, and that's what we it was. It, but, but it was self sufficient, to be yeah. You weren't losing money or anything. Yeah. That, that's interesting, yeah. initially. Like, like, yeah, our yeah. first loss was like, just really bad luck again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just a bit of like, mis- not miscommunication from a manager, but a manager had like told us some. Lies. Yeah. <laughs> then you're gonna get a lot of that yeah. when you work with different and this, people. This it's gonna be some good first, and some bad. Yeah. Yeah. This was like the first times we're starting to put bands on that are managed and not our friends. And obviously now managers of these bands are our friends now because mm. we made friends with them. Yeah. But like back then they were new and kind of scary, I guess. <laughs> and like um, yeah, because you, you you can't positionally bargain with someone if you don't know what you're doing. You're yeah, almost, exactly. You, know, you can't yeah. go. I think this. You just have to kind of listen to the manager for a bit. Go, oh, right, until you know the rules, and then you're all about a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pushing that one, that one's yeah, but like so that. But again, they weren't even big losses, and we've been sustaining, we've been building a pot, we've never took money back ourselves. Yeah. Um. So it's just, it's just about sustaining itself because we think if we start taking the money out from it, it's gonna buckle. Yeah. Kind of reduce. Yeah, it dilutes what you're trying to it's do. I think. It's always been kind of a growth thing, kind of yeah. just a, like this. This could be something one day, but right now it's. So you, so you, you kind of went before you were involved. Did you? Are you? Were you aware of this whole thing? So I, when I moved to Liverpool in not last year, the year before now, mm. um, I came to my first gig in Liverpool, like with a mate that was in a band. Um, came met Grant at the show in Sound Basement, um, and just said hi he was just like who's this cocky little cunt <laughs> um, from the south who thinks he can talk to me sure. um, and and then we, I don't think Grant and I spoke again for another couple of months until he cropped up in my in one of the members of that band I was with right. um, like just just went to the show to see yeah. um, 
had that, that band had broken up and Grant had joined a band that never ended up happening with him. Sure. But, but from that, I met Grant again and I got talking to him. It's sort of like, so instead of that band happening that I went so with or the you, band that so they did that you up, approach him? Did you approach you? Was it just it was a sort mutual of thing? A, a of, weird mutual thing of like, I was managing some bands at the time. Uh-huh. Grant was interested in potentially doing some management stuff. So he came to me and was like, yo, I've got this band I might manage. Can you help? And I was yeah. just like, yeah, just, I'm looking for someone to help me anyway. Just come and join me. Um, and then we've kind of been stuck with each other ever since. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a case kind of, strange he was just like, oh, this guy might actually have something to offer far from home. I need someone to come and help what did me. You, what did you, when you, when you saw it, what were you thinking? I, I could add to that. Were you like, okay, this needs some, this needs some cohesiveness. It needs a branding almost. And it keeps, I say that before, it's an awful way of seeing it, but it's obviously, yeah, no, it's, it's my, I come at a lot of things from more of a business standpoint right. than Grant and the rest of them. Okay. Um, Maybe it's being from down south, but, uh, <laughs> sure. but I've always had a, a business brain. It's what I'm studying yeah. management of theatre events and music. Yeah. What I'm studying. That has to be. I mean, it's 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 often seen as a, an evil, isn't it? That you have any kind of entrepreneurial ship. It's like, well, hold on. If I run this right, it means I can run other shows. Yeah, it's not. And that's always it's kind not, of been our evil. It's never been. A, oh, we'll run this as a business now, so we're going to profit and take money home. Yeah, That's yeah, still yeah. not what we're doing. We are making yeah. no money. We're making losses. We're yeah. making breaking even. We're yeah. literally like coasting by, hoping that we'll make the money to pay everyone. Sure, um, sure. And that's and that's and having it as a business has only been to make sure that it can grow and protect itself. Always. Yeah, yeah. Um, it comes to like self fulfilling. It kind so of looks after of, itself. So yeah. we've just worked together since then, and and beginning of last year was really just a point of. Grant going, I want to book heavier shows. Right. Let's put those on. Um, and he put on, what, what was the first show last year? Was it God Complex? God, God, God Complex. Yeah. Right, right. Um, who has been long term friends of the company. Harry Wall was like, yeah. was in Anti Hero um, when he played Ted Fest. Yeah. Well, we'd started with like heavy music back when we'd done Ted Fest, and like the second show we'd ever done with Halfway Homes was Lotus Eater and God Complex, which right. both like extremely heavy, new energy yeah. bands. But like, the venues didn't like us. <laughs> didn't like the bands, didn't like uh, the scene, didn't, didn't like the... Because you know, yeah. there's obviously, you know, a, like a venue can sometimes see a pit as being a, 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 yeah, you know, especially a, our a problem area, you know, it's not. It's actually really, it's great, it's energy, and it's a, it's a, it's a sign of success, you know. Yeah, it's, our but, pits can look dangerous. Yeah, to the outside, yeah. Quite a scary thought, and to me, I find it safer than push-pitting, but I, I, think I live it every week. people see that sometimes, you know, because... We were talking, I've been talking to us about with, with quite a few sort of extreme metal bands, extreme sort of uh, metal band promoters and managers that are all like, you know, the amount of time someone's fell over at one of their shows and been immediately looked you after get, by You like 20 some, people just lifting yeah, them into, it's almost the, like back into the yard. It's like, wow. It's like, yeah. what, Uber saying? Yeah. It, so like, it always seems it's just a misunderstanding. Like, if yeah. someone takes a heavy smack, like, they're celebrated, like, well done. Like, yeah, do it's like a badge of honour, you know? <laughs> and that's been yeah. a big part of, like, me understanding that, but also having the, the, like, I'm approachable for venue managers and bookers right. and those sorts of people, so I, I know how to have those kind of conversations there. Sure. So on the back end, whilst Grant has been knowing, Grant knows the scene, knows what heavy bands are exciting right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a nice mix. Knows to bring those yeah. in. I've been behind the scenes going, yo, we need, you need to not have your security do this. You, you need your security not to like, yeah, pull, when pull that, that's not a problem when that's or, happening. Like, allow that's people to pit yeah, or yeah. do any of that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and been working with the venues. And we've managed to get like seven venues in the city just keen and excited mm. and at this point because they see us selling out rooms on a regular basis they right. see us putting in packing out their venues they and no one 
being sued. Like yeah. They, they've, yeah, they've, yeah, learned, yeah. they've learned to feel comfortable with it. There had to be an element it. of education where yeah. you had to go, look, these kids aren't fighting each other. Yeah. That's not what's happening here. <laughs> these yeah. are, this is a, a, a response to yeah. what's being played. Like, and it's, like so, it, yeah. so much so that we have a zero tolerance on fighting. Like If I have fights happen because yes. of how precarious the situation metal is, yeah, if yeah. I have fights happen at our shows, That's interesting, I yeah. go to security and we deal with those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we go, look, well, what, yeah, one you have to not do that here because hitting is... Yeah, it's not about violence. Need to follow the rules of it. Yeah. If you have aggression, get it out here. The yeah. is for you to get that aggression out. Well, like, it, it, that's one of the things that, like, you um, modern promoters are, are, are adapting and embracing and making uh, shows a safe place. You know, be it for you know, be it for women, uh, be it for for people who, who feel that you know do have anxiety around these things. One of the things that I'm a big purporter is of people who feel that they can't go to the show because they don't know anybody or yeah. feel that they can't yeah. go to the show because they're socially uh, awkward or you don't know how to do these things. Mm-hmm. It's like, trust me, uh, a metal, <laughs> a hardcore show is the perfect place to do Absolutely. that. It's the perfect place to go if you've never been to a show before and you want to do a show on your own. It's, it's totally... The sense of community inco- is insane. Exactly. Sometimes it can be like hard to come here and like not be talked to. Like yeah, I can be busy. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. You know, we just wants to be we're not, like, especially, yeah. on a, especially on these smaller hardcore shows in, in like this 90 cap room yeah. where we're just like inundated from the moment we get here to the moment we leave. Like, yeah. everyone just wanting to talk, talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, and everyone knows. And, and, and that's because, like, I think there's obviously there's a, a, a massive understanding that, that, that this is a needed thing. That, that if this doesn't happen, it's a constant thread through all the podcasts I've ever done. If this doesn't happen, no one's doing it. If you're not yeah. doing this now, tonight, there's no one else. There's no standing behind you waiting to do this. There's no one else. Yeah. So before we get to like the the other side of, of things of kind of what you've experienced with shows as well, and certainly within the scene, why do you think that you, we were in this situation that you were in before you started these things? Is it do, are you the only people representing this? Was there no one doing anything else? Do you, do you think that the the council wasn't supporting it? Do you think venues were? Why was this? Why was this vacuum created? I I know other people who when we tossed our hand in, also yeah. tossed our hand in, who are, what I'd see as really good promoters and putting on good shows, and just for different reasons, the luck failed on them, yeah. and they took too many losses early on, or like, it didn't self-sustain, or they, they went a bit too big too early, and it buckled. I think it is purely luck, like, we, we worked hard, and definitely, but like, we were lucky that people were coming to our shows, and we, yeah. like, we were trying to put the best shows we could on. But we were lucky people were resisting. I think, yeah. I think I have a feeling that um, the boys, and I reference the boys because it's Grant, it's Ted, it's Adam, these are the people who have been in Halfway Home for like, since the beginning of Ted Fest. So when I came and joined them, um, I think they'd been seeing it for a long time as luck. And there's a huge percentage of that that probably is luck. There's there's no getting away, there is an element of that. There's absolutely an element of luck. But I think what I recognised instantly was something that they were bringing to the table that I'd never seen other people do and didn't, what hadn't ever considered what myself. That? What was that? Which was they fostered such a sense of community themselves mm. that, like, I have never gone to a show and seen the promoter up the front screaming in the vocalist's face. Sure. I have never gone to a show and had promoters joining in on the pit, encouraging people to pit, teaching people that what they can and can't do at Sure, pit. sure. Set the um, line and a benchmark of what, you know, they what, what just, you should be doing, yeah. These, these people have like completely removed the, the line between the promoters and the, the right, crowd and they right. and that got people coming back to shows because they felt so comfortable there that it was never yeah, like they, the, were, they were never going to the guy who's from the shows is, is the same as me yeah. he's, he's one of us they, yeah. they were never going to some businessman's shop to buy a attendance that's for a an show. interesting it yeah that's an interesting to, uh, 
uh, analogy that like the, a businessman shop. That's that's interesting. Oh, yeah, that to yeah. me, it's like um, uh, there, there may be some prismatic that have distanced themselves from the product themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To yeah. see it totally as a business, and then therefore can't maybe understand the the, the minutiae of, of of what a seed is like. So, like you say, someone being in the pit, it's like a. And the death wave will be. You'll see with the front of the shows, we're milling like crazy. You know? Yeah. But I mean, and we laugh, and that's funny, and it's great stuff that he does. It, but it means that he's got an inherent finger on the pulse yeah. of that situation and the understanding. It. I'm sure you'll have developed regulars now that come to the show, and you're like, I remember you from this show. I know you from this show. Yeah. And then become friends, and obviously they've got bands and stuff. And then this is how an organic scene begins. Like yeah. this is exactly how this happens. So. Now you you're running it. Now you you you're kind of doing your thing. What is it? It's hard to kind of see it not as a business when you talk about what's the next steps because you do have to kind of plan and go. Should yeah, we? Because I know you're looking for a home. We've talked about that. So it would be nice to have a one particular place. You know, that would answer some questions. But so what's the next sort of moves for you now? Well, so at the moment, it's continuing to do what we're doing right now. We're putting out more shows than we ever have before um, and also draw much higher caliber so but what's i think really important is that the people that we get across the message and that people also realize that these shows haven't changed in the way that they're run right so these are lineups built around developing bands that we were excited by like we'll bring in a band that we're excited by put them on a lineup with other bands that are going to help them grow or yeah. that we think will take them out on a tour yeah or because we want to see them, so that we'll put them on the next show. Mm. Um, and like, even when we've got bands like Loathe coming, the reason we're so excited by a band like Loathe isn't just because they're one of the biggest UK heavy bands right now, and they're from Liverpool. It's also because Grant knows the boys in Loathe. Yeah, yeah. Like some of our scene know them all. Like they're yeah. like this yeah. is they're still a big part of our scene. Yeah, um, yeah. And like. With with the Loaves show, we've got a band called False Hope, who are local boys that have played like their first couple of shows with us. Yeah. Um, we've put them on the Loaves show because we're like, look, this is what Halfway Home's about. We're about growing bands. Like, sure. We 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 turned around to them and went, "There's no way you'll have to sell a ticket for this show." Right. This show, we will sell. Right. And Loaves will sell. Would you say Just come and grow from this? Be you, seen by a hundred odd people. In yeah. A room. <laughs> would you go as far to say that you're the the entry point if you're a, if you're a new certainly a new hardcore band or if you're a new certainly extreme metal band within this city and, and beyond that you're one of the entry points to, to play in live shows yeah absolutely yeah. like we've put more first shows on okay. bands than anyone else there will be there will be bands listen to this who've never played outside that practice room yeah because they don't under, they don't maybe know the, the road map they're like well we, we play this music and what we're seeing on by, by most promoters of venues it, we don't fit with that so we've not really got a home I think it's probably very clear that, that there is a home here for that type of music so yeah. how how would you like to be approached by a band is it is it um, best of them to just simply come to a show and see what you do because it well, seems that that's a large part of it rather than just send you an email link to it an mp3 file yeah it really like if you turn up to a show and we know your know your face you're much more likely to like get some response yeah. from us like yeah. we've put on bands that we've never heard before you know of people that you know yeah that yeah. just like but equally if you can't get to a show 
we receive emails every single day and we we'll listen to pretty much everything. Right. I think at the end of the day, though, we're still like 18, 19 year old kids. Yeah. That's what's going to be. Messages that, like you would your mate. Yeah. That's what's going to like blow a lot of people's minds that, you know, that you are yeah, young, young people. And I'm 20 years Yeah. And, and some people see that as like, you know, well, they, they obviously don't understand the business and all that. Rah, rah, that'll go with that. But for me, I see that as being incredibly encouraging. I don't see, I see that as being a massive positive. It means that, because one of the often laid arguments is that there's nothing new happening in that style of music and heavy music. Mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing, there's nothing new, nothing's been created. Which is, I think, absolute bullshit. It's, it's just complete nonsense. bullshit. Yeah, yeah. When you I, look at a magazine like Kerrang talking about Lo- Love and Lotus Eater and all these bands that these boys have known of the next big thing mm-hmm. for years now. I think, we, well, <laughs> I think the first time we put Love to Cheetah on, they had one song out. Yeah. Oh, so God, Complex, like, God Complex, who were touring with Love, who Harry was in Anti Hero, that was his band before God Complex. Like, these boys were putting on Anti Hero. Like, yeah. the, there's no way that, like, I'm constantly trying to look for the kids that are doing that. Yeah. Um, I really would love to see nothing's, another 15, 16 year old yeah, kid no, go. Nothing's, nothing's more special when you go to see a band that you haven't, you've never heard of, you've maybe heard maybe one or two tracks so you know roughly what's going on, but you see them in a show where they play 30 minutes, 40 minutes, whatever, and they win you over and they're incredible and you think, no one else knows this band. Yeah. It's, like, it's the most amazing feeling in the world because you want to tell people, like, you need to hear loads, you need to hear these bands, you need to hear, and uh, there's nothing more special than very precious that, and uh, a lot of people don't see that that's what those people are the ones that are later on going to be the headliners of the future mm-hmm. yeah. where you're getting them now for the price of an admission of a show you're getting them now um, where does where does because you would have very much been the, the, the children of like the information age is it where, where's the internet kind of stand for you then is, oh, is, it, is it kind a of huge evil or is it, it? <laughs> like, yeah. is it the something to be embraced or it sounds like embraced, embraced. Like it's, 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 our the entire market yeah. campaign <laughs> is wow. just well, um, we, okay we can't like, we reach everyone online we don't yeah. have a pay, like a, a most people don't read budget. magazines anymore in the <laughs> okay. first place so yeah. like we don't have a magazine to print into because it'd be a massive amount of money Outlay to spend on it to come back. Yeah, so yeah. like as like quite a lot of our crowd is young we do get older people but like there's no point trying to market to 60 year olds reading the magazine like people our age are using their phones and looking on Facebook yeah, the yeah. fastest way is just make a post about a show that excites quite a few people who all go share it and go look how sick I'm it is 10,000 people yeah. in a day and what's, and what's important to us is that we're not just marketing our shows like we build bands through the gigs we put on but we also build them in every other way imaginable like we will shout about a release that we love because right. we've had that band on for shows or we've got that band coming up on a show I and we'll like like yell about their merch drop or we'll be like yo did you notice did you see that they got written about in this magazine or they got a review here like, yeah, yeah. And we're yeah. just constantly do you think this that, that, that sometimes as well because you see this with the unfortunately you are the internet pours everything into the same same sort of situation <laughs> so that some people can see that sometimes as being an element of nepotism to yeah. being like the, you know all of them of course they're pushing that band they're mates with that band as yeah. a negative well uh, actually absolutely. it's a reality why wouldn't you push your mate's band? Yeah. Think about that. But yeah. you see people that are, oh, they know that band, that's why they've got that show. You see, yeah, that's, we've that's had that before. We've, yeah. been, we've had people like go, well, you would put them on. You're their mate, You're, they're your mates. And that's always been a, that's always been a secondary thing. Like it's always been, they've been mates the second time they've played a show with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah they're all yeah. shows and they became our mates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very approachable people. 
Come be come on, mate. I'm interested. I'm interested how you guys sort of ingest music, like how you, where you take it. Is it is it through now streaming services? How are you kind of taking new music? Then are you, uh, I take it, physical medium is not really a part of what you do or <laughs> no. at all. Um, I do not like. I own a few vinyls out of pure novelty because I was working for a company that gave me good discount. Wow. <laughs> But that's not how you're in, that's not how you're used to, so it's like SoundCloud, Spotify, that, that, that yeah. kind of and YouTube, like I'll look through of the amount of music, I listened to like 50,000 minutes of music on Spotify last year, yeah. um, and like loads Isn't there as well, and, and I, I, I talk about this a lot, isn't there, um, is that still, even with it that, I mean when you, you put in your searches for various things, isn't that still? A skewed perspective because it's based on a an uh, an algorithm. Still, you're still maybe yeah. not seeing everything there. Absolutely, it's, it can be hard to. Sometimes you can get yourself in a bubble of just mm. listening to the same five bands, yeah. and it can be hard to break. Sure, <laughs> but we've all been there. Mainly when we're sad, and you just <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, like sad network there. <laughs> the best part about it is you yeah. can just put on your Instagram story, send me some new tunes, and you can get twenty links. Yeah. And it can all be masterful albums or some dog shite you don't like. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You've not really. You're aware that you put into listening to the album's gone, sure, but you're, right. still, you're not risking anything, so you feel like you can consume more and check that's more. A, I, that's a really interesting perspective because a lot of one of the things that gets leveled at streaming and how people take that music in is that there's that sort of 30 seconds in. If that riff doesn't get me, then I'm, I'm, I'm skipping it. But you're saying, well, yeah. But if it does get me, it gets me. But even yeah. still, it means I'm going to be able to cover a ton of ground here because I'm going to be listening to yeah. all kinds yeah. of stuff. Like you I can, can skip through You that. can get me your music so much easier than anyone's ever been able to. Yeah, like, we live I in think, the time now. I think the yeah. independent music market has great, like, gained from streaming so much more. And it will always be lobbied as the evil because anything that's taking away from the biggest parts of our industry, the big corporations, will yes. always be able to get that's the narrative yeah, okay. around it being, yeah. that's evil. Yeah. <laughs> when independent, uh, is it, is being it, able to literally yeah. upload something the moment you've recorded it, mm. or demoed it, and then sending it to me and going, can you give us a show? This comes out in three weeks time. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Because <laughs> uh, that, that immediacy, that's like, that's a, we talked about this before, this, this show, that, that punk rock thing is, is fabulous. It means it, it, there's an immediacy, like say a band can record it in the, with the room and have it to you at the end of the day, and you can have them on at the end of the week. You know, it's, it's as quick, it could be as quick as process that. Some argue that, that because that, there's no gatekeeper, that that is, uh, uh, that, that there's no gatekeeper of quality there. I yes. disagree with that, so. by the way. But I, yeah, I disagree. I, I think, <laughs> First the, up, I'd rather have home, that. Fuck you. I'd rather <laughs> yeah. have that than imagine the other opposite, where you yeah. have to go through many, many gatekeepers. Yeah. Now, don't get wrong, it's waves on a beach. Sometimes you are going to get terrible stuff because people just yeah. almost feel as much. But it does mean that you, it does not open the creativity door even yeah. wider. Absolutely. And I think it makes, it makes everyone a gatekeeper. Yeah. I think it goes, it's gone too far to make everyone a gatekeeper to the right. point where now everyone believes that they are the quality control. Yeah. <laughs> and they can their opinion matters so much about that quality control that they feel the need to share that gatekeeping with everyone. Yes, yeah. yeah and fuck yeah. a gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Who it, says we need gatekeepers? Like, yeah. It's always been the opposite. I see some article slating some band from a big magazine, I'm like, I can't fucking wait to listen to them. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be fresh, it's gonna be new, some old never, that's, fans. And that's hate always it. been the I case. never I never considered that back. We we when we saw, I saw to Ned uh, Ned Asana and we were talking about like the kind of socio type of thing of music and and uh, you know sort of oh, that's the location yeah yeah and one of the things we were talking about was way back in the 80s in the PMRC and when they put labels on records to say there was a parental advisory yeah. and
and they, 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 that almost guaranteed that that record would sell, be it like Motley Crue or whomever. Mm-hmm. We're talking now that, like, fast forward to now, 2020, yeah. where you're saying, if someone's saying this band, if the bigger, bigger evils, if you will, and larger magazines and corporations are saying that this band is is awful, I kind of almost want to check that band out. Yeah, that's interesting. That like how it's circular, that type of thing, you know. Um, I think that's I think that's a fascinating way way looks at it, and more than anything, I think it's a, a positive way of looking at it. Um, I don't yeah. see that being negative. Is it is it generational? Then is it is it almost that kind of thing where it's like there's a generation that absorbed music this way and went to gigs this way and had that expectation. Now that's kind of not doesn't really work. That yeah, well, work. me and Grant will be fifty years old complaining about whatever whatever the fuck, <laughs> like it's twenty year old kids are doing, like yeah, fifteen year old kids are doing. Yeah, um, and like. I I hope because I know that now I can avoid ever being the kind oh, of the gnarling moody on cunt that goes I you I can't believe you're yeah, listening yeah, yeah. to music that way or yeah. using music I can't believe you've destroyed punk yeah, <laughs> I yeah, can't believe yeah. you've removed like you've stopped quality like there was never quality in punk hardcore music it was always fucking forwards <laughs> like, yeah, it was, the like it was never about quality see, control yeah you weren't going to see technical ability per se you were going to see the truth you know it, it painted however it may, it may be so that leads, that's nicely leading on so when I was looking at some of the shows I noticed that there's some Bands with more punk leanings, some bands with more metal leanings, and, and kind of all with this. And then a bunch of like pop punk and emo in there yeah. too. <laughs> so here, here's the, the probably the biggest thing that I've been looking into and speaking to about um, the elitism within the scene. Yeah. Now I think I can comfortably say it does exist. I wish it didn't, yeah. but I can comfortably say it does exist. Why does it? Um, how, how does that sort of damage the scene, and what can we do to kind of get past this, or at least nullify its, its negative effects? That's a big question I give you, but it's I think you're 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 in an interesting position to make comments on that. I don't know what you think. Um, go on, yeah. Well, I think like so. Where's it come from initially? That elitism. What? How have we got there? Well, there's or has it always been there? There's some very different genres within metal mm. like there's tech metal which like to play tech metal you've got to just be fucking bang on good yeah like the yeah. whole point of tech that is metal technical ability is to, it's literally called tech metal it's about yeah, being yeah, technical yeah, yeah. and then you've got like some sludge doom core which is about just chugging four notes yeah but like both are good in a different way they're valid they're not yeah and i think there can come the the guy in the sludge doom core band can be like jealous almost and of the tech but like the tech can also be like I'm out here playing like a thousand notes a minute and you're playing four and you've got the same crowd and have the same jealousy back and like mm, it's a lot of like not understanding just like what people like what people are playing is just as valid whether you can play more or better it doesn't matter because there's 50 people in the room or 200 people in the room who want to see that chug core band do you yeah. know what i mean the validity is still there yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you say that, 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 there's, an, that there's musicians are part of that as well it's not just the fans you know i, I would agree i would agree that there are some decisions in as well. metal most people in the room dabble in the instruments because right because to be in metal it, it's like quite a big thing isn't it it's quite a big part of life it's you, know, yeah, you exactly. listen to it or you want to try and play it as well they're your heroes why yeah. wouldn't you want to try and play it yeah so like i think everyone's got some not everyone obviously but i think most people in the room have some level of musical shit yeah so yeah they've yeah. had a crack at it even if they're not yeah because yeah. I mean. it's 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 a it's a social it's a cultural aspect that you're probably wearing similar shirts to the person playing you're yeah. probably playing similar instruments and listening to the same music it's it, it crosses over you're going to be influenced by the people you like of course you are why wouldn't you be you know um, so that's maybe kind of 
with kind of gestation and started that you know, some people out there that disagree with that they would say actually no those things should be kept apart and, uh, and that so how does that realistically damage what, what you're trying to do do you find that some bands like won't play with other bands do you find that some fans won't come to other shows if you do a pop up shows I think I think for me I think elitism has always come from something that's innate in most of human culture which is tribalism Okay. and I think the biggest thing about tribalism is that at the end of the day, the music industry always benefits from tribalism. Right. Um, I think music has always been based on this idea that this is my crowd, and that's your crowd, and that's what sells records, it's what gets people to shows, it's what, it's what gets people loyal to a band for the, their whole life, which is gold dust. Yeah. gets people buying merch, wearing the t-shirt, saying, look, this is my crowd, that's your crowd. Um, so I think that elitism is just like a natural step from so, tribalism ah, and right. that so tribalism is something that's relied on in order to you're sort of saying something that, that, that initially that tribalism worked because it created tribes and solidarity yeah. but then somewhere along the line um, the corporations have kind of took hold of that and gone okay we'll play into that we'll play the that uh, group of fans yeah, we I mean, know what they want to I look think, like and sound I think, like I think all bands naturally play into tribalism I think all, all scenes all crowds like we're very much we're, like we do it in the in the forms of like oh we'll talk about halfway home shows as if like these are our people like, yeah come and be our people come yes. and, come to yeah. home which you're, is it you're part of the halfway yeah. home crowd you're part of this team How are you doing? which is in, 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 innately tri- <laughs> tri- tribalism and tribalism in, in its purest form yeah I think these are our people you know and I think and I think. What, what, what you find is when it slips into elitism and a tipping point yeah. is when that becomes a reason not to go to the show so yeah. I'm and this I tribe you're like, that yeah. tribe yeah and I think that's what what promoters and bands and artists and people who have the influence there over those scenes can do about it okay so that okay, I think I yeah. think when we decide to go okay so we've got three heavy like deafy techie bands on and then we throw a band like so we've got Vexed and Body to on mm-hmm. And then we go, well, they've got loads of deafiness to their, like, yeah. technical metal. Yeah. Let's go and throw Suffer in, right. who are a deafcore, <laughs> hardcore band. Yeah, just a and different mix, a slightly you've got different shade, and, yeah. and, and then all of a sudden you've got, okay, they will respect one another, but potentially that's a lead into another thing. Okay. And you've got that opportunity to go, all right, well, I saw the crossover, and you get those fans that... And you get some people in the room that go, I didn't like that band, but that's every single lineup. <laughs> yeah, So yeah, instead, yeah. You've, what you've done is open it up is it, to... Is it, is it a fear thing? Is it, do you get the producers going, listen, I've got four metal bands on. If I put anything other than that on, it's going to somehow nullify and dilute what I'm trying yeah, to do. I think is so. it a fear thing? I think it is, to an extent, but okay. like... At the same time, we've put like emo bands on and have an mm. acoustic band, like safer spaces. And are, we, are, we, are we are we are we drowning in labels? Then is that yeah. what it is? It's like yeah. just it's just this, a night like, of music. Like, um, like, do, do, like what? you like it or you don't? The you idea know? that genre is dead is obviously like ridiculous. So genres <coughs> alive and kicking, and Spotify will continue to make sure that's the case. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but isn't, but isn't, isn't genre merely a signpost? Yeah, absolutely. Where finding something on the internet, I think or YouTube artists, channel, like, artists, and like promoters and music managers and the industry itself has decided. Look. I think it's getting to a point where like the culture is allowing it to, to people to cross over more, okay. and it's also rewarding where crossover happens. Uh, yeah, something like definitely. something like Lotus Eater that crosses over like a bunch of heavy genres, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then throws in other, other influences as well. Something mm. like Loathe that crosses over again a bunch of heavy genres. Yeah, well, those you, newer bands that are being celebrated cross yeah, so and, heavily. And the map of that is for you to see. So Loathe, you don't you don't get Loathe unless you have like the Deftones. And you don't get the Deftones if you don't have yeah. Sabbath. And you can yeah. see these 
wines. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think we've lost genre and now we've got influences. And I think okay. that part, I think part of that is to do with that whole algorithm streaming, algorithm connection online. Mm. Because you go, oh, so you liked those seven bands? Try out this one. Right. Which means that when bands are forming or when bands are making their music, if they create music that like are for fans of their influences then whoever listens to those things will find them eventually. <laughs> yeah, and, and isn't it also, isn't it all the, the, the kind of like, um, if there is algorithm, if there is things that, and you want to kind of break that and, and break through, if you will, you're forced to address those things and come up with inventive and interesting yeah. things. And yes, there's a downside of that. People do silly <laughs> things, you know, to, to, to get like likes and, and views and whatever. But there's also that person who's going to actually try and create something different because yeah. there's a billion of these bands, so I, I'm going to have to try and do this. There's always been people doing stupid stuff like yeah. Yeah. kids. Because <laughs> that's not cool in any way. But like they went out, they did it, and they got noticed for it. And, like, yeah. and yeah. that's like... There's nothing wrong with doing that. That and, um, should absolutely be celebrated. Well, that's it. It's like I say, uh, we're, we're, we're not necessarily celebrating when it goes when it goes right. We're, we're maybe not celebrating that. We're just kind of talking about okay, this person's done something silly to to get likes or views, or yeah. to do something going to show you particularly shocking purely for the shock factor at all, like you know. And unfortunately, I think that we'll pay for some of those people as well. But I think ultimately, um, it's it's a creative space you have here, and I think it's it's something that should be cherished and nurtured, like you know. Um, and so I suppose. We're a, a good place to kind of lead it as we get to the end of this. Is that if I'm if I'm someone who likes this sort of music or maybe doesn't like this music and wants to be promoted themselves, what is it just a case of starting? Is it just a case of get off your ass and find somewhere and start booking some shows? What would you tell that person? Because there's going to be a younger person listening here going, I don't really like what they're doing. I'd like to see a, 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 a screamo night. I'd like to see this night. I'd like to see that. I'd like to do my own thing. What would you say? Um. I'd say definitely start like finding the bands. So if you want to see such and such a band on, find them, try and meet them, talk to them, get to know them, get to know like what works for them, what they need, that side of it. Because like we all, when we started, we all came from like previously working in other bands, all our friends were in bands because we go to gigs all the time. Or yeah. we, so you know, like you had, a, you had like this idea of how you thought a gig should be run from different perspectives. Like I, I work on sound tech, so I like try sure. and help a sound tech right. kind of, We've got band members, we've got like purely managerial who are trying to put peace the man in. Okay. Like it's try and in your mind think how like how to help every different person work in the show. Because mm. the the most important hours in the show are the four hours setting up. <laughs> Fuck the show. As long as them four hours you don't need to run smoothly, but the energy's got to keep up. Everyone's happy spirits and stuff. And if everyone's happy having a laugh, these four bands all smiling having a laugh, and crowd starts coming in, just takes away off your shoulder. You know you're coming into a good show. Yeah. If you come in, everyone's staying faced, there's moody, there's no music on. Everyone, the lights are off. You're just like, oh, yeah, what's going on? What the fuck's going on here? Yeah. It's, like, it's about, like, we like to create a happy and creative energy. We're putting right. ridiculously hard bands on. But you still should be having a laugh. Yeah. You shouldn't be angry in the room. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's about creating a comfortable energy for yeah. people to be in, and people will just come back. That's excellent. Because that's one of the things that, like I say, that this form of music will, will, will generate. People are like, look at them. They're all fighting. Everybody's shouting at each other. There must be all this negative energy. And it's the reverse. It's, it couldn't be further from the truth. It's the complete reverse. So if we came back, say, in a year's time, we sat down. 
what would this year what would success look feel like for you is it just more shows is it bigger shows is it what what is it what is success at the end right of the now year? it's about a few things firstly it's just about like we're beginning to crop up in other cities um we've got shows happening in leeds we're going to start ha- having a couple of shows happening in london um don't know why they all begin with l just pure magic. <laughs> um but like we don't halfway home has always been like a big local thing um but we are very carefully going about starting those as local things under the same brand in other places right um it's sort of just about growing very, very carefully, very, very quietly in small rooms, like just building up again the same way it was here. Yeah. Not going in like, oh, we're, we're big in Liverpool, so we have to be big here. Right, um, right. Because we, we, we don't want, we, we refuse to limit ourselves. We, we've, gone to, we've jumped to bigger shows without anyone inviting us to. We've gone to other cities without anyone inviting us to. It's punk music. No, we don't have to be invited in. We're just going to keep doing what sure. we're doing and people are going to accept yeah. it or they're not, and that's cool. Yeah. Um, we often just like picked random cities by throwing a dart on a map. It's considered, yeah, yeah. Adam moved to York for uni. Ted's moved down to London for uni and still lives there and stuff. And have been there for like extended periods of time now, right. like in the rooms at shows, chatting to people, learning what's missing. Like Slam Dunk exists in Leeds. We can't go yes. and fill that space, but. There's these shows that aren't happening, so let's go and put them on mm-hmm. and let's fill that area for other people and like just plug some holes. Yeah, you know what I mean. Maybe another, maybe another festival then. Yeah. So, halfway home came from Ted Fest. Yeah. Um, Ted Fest is back this year. Sure. Ted Fest is happening in July. The first time. Yeah. Um, so years. it's moved from what all day magnet. All yeah, day. all day on the 18th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, it moved from what was magnet to where it was happening. It's now happening at the Arts Club, so a little bigger. Yeah. Um, a little bit. It, it, we kept the same level of ambition. Sure. So like the same like, oh, let's do something insane. Except we've been promoting for a year or so now. So now that that ambition has to be stepped up ten yeah. times to yeah. meet the same but it, it crazy still feels level of ambition. Organic and natural, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we've got some big headliners in mind. We've got some a meaty ass lineups. We've got a few stages running all day. Things are happening. Pre-sales on sale now, but general sale goes on sale in about a month's time, yeah. and then announcements are happening over the next few months. But July 18th will be Ted Fest, and we'll we'll be showing people that look this scene in all of its glory, all together, all in one place again. Um, and and that's kind of our goal, I think, for this year. Like we'll keep putting on shows, we'll keep growing as much as we can. But our main goal is to go look. Let's reconsolidate parts of the scene that may have drifted. Let's try and bring in some new parts to the scene. Let's try and work out where we can hit new people. Um, and that's kind of like our main aim everywhere. It's just like bringing the scene together and trying to make sure that the scene are on our side and that we're doing the things that the scene wants us to do. Because um, if we're not, then we're fucking up. That wasn't our aim. <laughs> I, I yeah, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. At the end of the day, we started this in a very cross-contamination way with Ted first start and like all day a start and pop punk and end and with like Lock and Keo or Straight Hardcore and like Kojio who were just disgusting <laughs> you know I mean? like, like a very diverse lineup. but the, at the end of the day if you like I don't know if you like MTXS if you like Lord, you probably do enjoy Trophy Eyes in your bedroom as well do you know what I mean 
and you, if you enjoy guitar music, you enjoy guitar music, whether it's got someone's There's going to be some bleeding whining. over of these things. Yeah. Going and to like, I can promise you we're never putting on the next Ed Sheeran. <laughs> but we will put on the next any other rock band. Any other alternative yeah, music I, band. Yeah, you <laughs> to me, the two biggest waves of metal were new metal and metalcore. Mm. And the elitists will tell you it's the worst. But it's the reason metal still exists yeah. is that cross-contamination of metal and hip-hop and all that like yeah it kept, it kept it it alive. Or, like that metal and the punk sensibilities of the hardcore scene and that's like that's what keeps it alive and being new is what's going to keep you alive pop isn't still doing what it was in the 80s because that's cheesy and cool <laughs> it doesn't work anymore, yeah it doesn't work it's moved on it's pivoted yeah, yeah. You, you can be an 80s inspired pop act and have, have them melodies and them yeah, synth yeah. players but in a 21st century perspective I think you've got to do that with all your music whatever genre you are if you stay still your crowd's not going to keep going with you. Yeah. Yeah. If it's punk and alternative and it's for the scene, we'll be doing it. And that's going to change. That's going to keep changing. But we, we, yeah. we hope Whatever to stay ahead is. of the curve. Yeah. We've been ahead of the curve for <laughs> I'm, a while. I, I'm, I'm grateful there is a curve right now and, and you guys yeah. represent it. You know, so listen, I, I'll, I know you've got a show to set up. And thanks for your time. I think it was I think it was pretty cool. Like, yeah, thanks for, thanks for being on the Thank show. You. I really appreciate that. There you have it then. Sander West and Grant Watling. I, I thought Sander and Grant you know really put their their beliefs across really really well they set their stall out about what they want to do and there's a that's a young some young guys doing some promotions and, and helping the scene a scene that i wasn't fully aware of god forbid you know that I, I admit that i didn't i don't know every single metal band in my entire community i didn't there were some bands i didn't know embarrassingly so and they were fucking brilliant and they, that that's just another of this many avenues there's not enough metal being produced there's not enough great great heavy music going on wrong it's just fucking there there's not enough venues playing it wrong there is venues playing it we need to break these fucking beliefs that people think that there's nothing going on there is you just have to fucking get off your arse and look you don't even have to get off your arse actually you can go on your fucking phone if that's your thing and start finding these bands but believe me believe me when i say you got to experience this you you, you can't f- you can't know what it's like to, to, to be in a room when those house lights go down and a band comes on. You can't get in anywhere else to be in the pit. You can't find that anywhere else. This, uh, looking through a, a screen will not give you that. And it never will. You know, I don't give a fuck. You have VR. It won't experience the same as actually being there. Everything about it. It's... It, and, and the fact that it's live and it's happening then and everything that happens is unique to that event. So please, you know, as I always say, get yourself to a venue, but please check out some of these bands that um, and, and links that, that I kind of put up as well. And if you don't like it, don't like it, but at least say you fucking looked and break out of, of, of the circles that you may be in and see what's out there because there's some fantastic stuff going on right on your doorstep. Thanks very much for listening to the show. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, even if I can't say appreciate properly, uh, please, you know, obviously like and share and all this good stuff as well. I, keep, I don't I hate saying that because it sounds like quite needy, doesn't it? Like, oh, please share my podcast. It. Listen, if you do or if you don't, that's fucking, that's your own prerogative. The only reason I'm saying share it is because I think someone might listen to this and enjoy it. And that's the reason I say it. You know, listen, this is never going to be fucking joe rogan or kevin smith it was never meant to be but it's meant to get to the people that need to hear this and the people that want to hear this so thanks for those that are listening and please you know if you can share it out there that'd be great too thanks and i'll see you at the show